Hey, B, how you doing? Doing all right. A little burnt out from uh, school, but I'm hanging in there. It's only I been hear it. I hear it. I hear it. I hear it. Well, let me be formal. Hey, guys, I want to take my time and welcome you guys to the Lauren Hour podcast with your girl, Allura D. Yes, yes, y'all. It is midweek. It is early, and I am on the podcast. So, um, I'm excited to be here today. What about mm. you, B? As always, happy to be a part of this ongoing adventure with you, and looking forward to uh, these topics that we got going on today. Yes. So talking about our topics, I want to actually dig right into this. So today's topic, we're going to be talking about PNB Rock. And I was so heartbroken uh, to hear this story. For those who don't know who he is, he is a rapper uh, who came out with a song called Selfish. I believe it's like in maybe 2019-ish. And um, he was killed uh September the 14th in California. 14th in California. Uh, horrible thing, just because it puts me on a mind and Nipsey Hussle all over again, you know? And he was doing a basic thing that everyone do. Like, he was out yeah. enjoying a meal. Didn't he share his location or something? He was out enjoying something? a meal. Yeah, so, so what they had said was, allegedly, PNB Rock, uh, had said that he was going to uh, Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles and then his girlfriend had also posted a picture of the meal and so this story has so many factors that bother me um, the one the one factor uh, was something circulating around the internet that she set him up and I won't lie at first when I thought about it I was like dang that's not like a setup but then the more I went to this page and I seen that the love that they have for each other and I'm like, nah, she didn't set this guy up. She didn't set him up at all. And um, it's just so heartbreaking because we as a people, we the first thing we did was went to accusing her. And you know what's so crazy is we often do that. Like we often don't think about the situation and we're not sensitive to mm -hmm. the people involved in the situation. And mm -hmm. I really wanted to get on here and highlight that. Um, B, how did you hear about the story? When did you hear about the story? <clears throat> I was just glazing through uh, Twitter and Facebook. It uh -huh. popped up on my feed. And uh, there was a comment from Nicki Minaj that was really interesting. But we'll, we'll, after I talk about that, I'll just go and talk about something else that's really important that we need to spread awareness for. She was mentioning yes. that, you know, it's a lot of rappers and people um, don't really share their interests and things and show their locations of where they hang out because of mm. situations like this. So right. also, you got to keep in mind that no matter how popular you are, you're going to have the same equal amount of people that do not like you. Right. And you keep in mind that you can't always share everything on the web. Um, what mm. I've done since the remember Craigslist killer. Remember that one? Yes. Um, this was back in like 2010, 2011 time frame. Mm -hmm. And it was people sharing their, you know, Facebook um, location and saying this is where they are. They would check in in certain places and this uh, person would go and actually find out where they were and take them out. Uh, people were actually being robbed from their homes um, because people that they knew knew when they were not home because they posted 
on the internet. So wow. there's a lot of bad actors that take advantage of this. So as a let's learn from this, let's take this as a learning um, to limit what we're doing on the web. Right. Limit our, our, our social postings. Don't show every second of your life to everyone. Like, yes, yes, I agree with of that. everything that you experience. Your photos should be here in your head or private. You know, right. if you feel like you're going to forget about it, you want to capture the moment, that's fine. But don't well, put up everything. Yeah. And that, but, let me say, oh, I'm yeah. sorry, Bill. Um, well, to I highlight was, that, mm -hmm. I think it's a very sad thing that people enjoy the moments in their life and they want to share it with the world. And I believe that's what he was doing. He never thought that the day he shared his location or he just uh took a picture or she took a picture of the food at uh, Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles, that that would be their last meal together. Um, this is this is the question that I pose. So, to, like I said, this situation puts me on the mind of Nipsey Hussle mm -hmm. and how Nipsey Hussle went without security because he's like, this is my city. This is my home. I'm, I'm from here. And I think a lot of celebrities and a lot of rappers forget, like, once you make it, not everyone is home anymore. You understand what I'm saying? Like, there's going to be people in your hometown who are going to wish you the best in your face and be planning your demise behind your back. And I really don't know if he knew the the guys who robbed, well, attempted, well, killed him. Um, but either way it goes, it's just all around bad. Like, celebrities are people. You know, they should be able to go out, enjoy a meal. You know, they're not supposed to be locked away as a hermit. You want to enjoy being able to spot a celebrity once in a while. Now they're not going to want to come out right. and enjoy their life a little bit. But to change gears, B, I, I feel so hurt by this killing because mm -hmm. it's another young black life taken. It's another young black rapper. Mm -hmm. And it's just like rap is a dangerous job you when you think about dangerous jobs rap should not be one of them you should think about uh being a police officer a fireman a firewoman a police uh woman first responder uh, first any first responder right yeah in the heart of the action electrician and yes real risk there should not be a risk a risk to, to your health being a rapper and that is the problem yep. that it associates with our community <laughs> and so a lot of people aren't going to like me for this but let's just say what it is p and um, b's blood is on the hands of the black community and um, people 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 one, aren't going to like that i wouldn't say that what i would say is it's on the hands of social media and then how it got out of control. I'm going to blame it on that. Um, I will, I'll tell you this as an IT professional, ever since those times came out when I was sh just sharing about the Craigslist killer and about people mm -hmm. being robbed and stuff, people being, um, things being taken from uh, their private residence. Uh -huh. the, the issues that I have seen is, um, social media has become a problem and the people need to learn social media etiquette. You yes. Just talk to people when they go into like college classes and college courses, because professionally you want to build a, uh, a good background and like a good history. Got a fly over here. 
Uh, you want to build a good like social media history to where if you do get a potential employer, they'll uh, they'll look at what you've posted and stuff and see what kind of person you are because that's how they do it. But social media etiquette also limit limiting what you post. So my recommendations are, uh, if you are going to post, to post after you've done your event. Meaning, right. if you are going to go to a, a location and you are there at that location, do not post it as you are in that location. Post it as you have just came from that from that location, right? For a while before you do it again, because you do not want to be in the vicinity. It's just so social media has become something where it's an instant gratification moment. People want to mm -hmm. see the now. They don't want to see the thens. They want to see like what's happening right this moment. Is there a celebrity there? And right, all. right. And so, also, um, some some celebrities need to stop going back to their old hoods. You yeah. know, sometimes you have to you have to keep in mind that you have a status and people hate mm -hmm. on you. Right. And so uh, we have a comment. Shaka said California, California strikes again. You yeah. know what? It's so sad. It really is yeah. sad um, that um, a lot of rappers lose their lives in California. Tupac, uh, uh, like I said, um, Nipsey Hussle and a, a few others. But Brandon, the reason why I said uh, P&B Rock's death is on the hands of the black community um, this is my personal opinion. And you know what? I never used to have opinions like that until right. I just turned on the news. And every time I see the news, it's a young rapper getting killed. An up a couple um, coming rapper here. Uh, what? Pop Smoke, they say, got killed in the shower. And then it's just like I seen the Facebook post where someone said, if these people are eating meals, taking showers, or just doing things with their family, why is it always they getting caught lacking? You're not getting caught lacking. They're getting caught living you know and they have the right to live but but my initial comment about why is it on the black community the reason why i believe his death and so many other rappers deaths are on the black community is because we allow these things to go on we allow for the entertainment of rap to be so dangerous if we did not entertain some of the violence that come out of these songs or the beef that comes um, along with the record labels. And if we took and took care of ours, then we wouldn't have to worry about that because you have to think about it. There is some executive that's always going to want to make more money. So right. how do you make money? I'm going to send you up with little Tokyo and you and little Tokyo going to act like y'all got beef, even though y'all been friends since the third grade, since red light, green light, and full flats on Cadillac. Oh, going to make well, you guys yeah. beef. Well then, well, well, let me piggyback off of that. Then, if you're going to use that as a as an example, let's go back to the '90s. You know, gangster rap. Um, that beef with Tupac and Biggie was manufactured. That was manipulation from uh, was it Suge Knight and uh, and Puff. Diddy? Yes. So they they got... wanted that to sell the records. It's not yes. on uh, California's hands. That's what he said. Shaka, Shaka, okay. do you do you agree that the gangster rap uh, movement that happened in the early '90s? where it was manufactured to help sell records when Pac was actually against it, but Suge Knight threatened him. And that's why, um, that's why what's his name left? Um, Snoop, Snoop said, that's not the life for me. Yeah. Right after they hung that kid upside down and he was threatening to kill him and throw him out of the balcony. That's when um, Pac just went along with it. And, but he, Snoop said, I I'm done. This is not for me. And Snoop's still here. Out of all those guys, it's just Snoop and Dre right now. Because he knew when he knew when to walk away. Mm -hmm. And you know the the reason if 
if and this is another thing um, I'm going to have to say and people are not going to like me because everyone knows I'm pro-black. I'm always I'm, I'm pro-black. But in order for us to grow, we, we have to. Right. <laughs> we're kind of forever. In order, yeah. in, in order for us to grow as a community and in order for our black men to survive, we have to understand that sometimes we are the danger to ourselves. Mm-hmm. And. The reason why I say that is because when you send your children out with a, a young black kid, you do not know. The first thing you say, I want to know who he is. I want to know, do he have a driver's license? And do not just be riding in the car with him because you don't know if he or she has drugs in the car. If you get pulled over, they could say it's yours. We just don't know. So those are the things that we prepare our children, our black children for when they go out into the world to hang with their black friends. Mm -hmm. And that is so sad. But we, like I said, we have to hold our own accountable. Like the, the biggest excuse amongst black people right now is it's the white man's fault. It's the white man's fault. We can't put this man's death on the white man. We can't. And the reason why we can't do that is because we let people exploit us. If I come and I let, Brandon, if I come into your home mm-hmm. and I just destroy your home, you can't blame no one else but me and yourself, right? Because no, it's the you white allow man me. that gave you the ability to get in a car, Henry Ford. It's that white man that caused you to be able to drive up to me. And then that white man, that architect that built this building. Right. <laughs> right. But yeah, no, I get what we, you're saying. Yeah, I get what you're saying. I would I would hold you accountable for your actions. Right. I have to be yeah, held accountable. Was good. No, yeah. no, no white man behind a curtain. Blackie Stone said, I agree. No white man behind a curtain holds the key to my future because right. I I ultimately choose what I want to do. Now, yeah. if you put yourself in a situation where they get a hold of you, now that's a different story. But as of right now, when you have freedom of speech and you have the right to walk outside your house, you are in control of your actions and the decisions that you make. But the most hurtful thing is that we, as a black community, black men mostly, they they idolize these chains. This guy's life was sucking over some chains. And it's just like a piece of jewelry that they can't go and pawn. Because as soon as you pawn it, it's going to be the jury, the um, jury um, person, whoever uh, made it, yeah, they're the going to be notified. The police yeah. going to be notified. So now you just killed this person for some jury that you can't even get rid of. It's just hot for no reason. And 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 that that equates status in the black communities. Jordans equate status. Labels equate status. It's no longer education. See, back in the day, like in um. In the uh, uh, I want to say the Renaissance area, era. Oh, 1600s? Yeah. Yes. Uh, m- m- uh, labels didn't really equate uh, making it. It, it was your them. status. It was your status of your education. If you were smart, you you knew how to manage money. No, you, no, people no, wanted. No. That's not how it worked in the 1700s. We were just. Coming oh no, no, out no! Of, I just, uh, I actually, system. I just wrote a 500. Uh, no, uh, we were just coming uh, out of the feudal system. What happened is we had a good five, six hundred years of no technology increases or anything. No, no, I'm if not you talking were about rich, You had education. They, the only the rich had education. Reading was no, 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 no. They did not. I have, I have the book. I can put, I'm gonna pull it up for you later. I just okay. did the chapter. I just did the chapter. I okay. had to write a paper on it. So what I learned was 
in that area era, they had they were uh, rebelling against the French, right? And so education was important because they no longer trusted the churches. They no longer trust the politicians. So it was the aristocrats. They were formed. And then it was like education, education, and then wealth came into it. Because when they first formed, they used to be uh, warehouse workers, bankers, mm-hmm. uh, you know, financial advisors and stuff like that. But they were all smart. And so that's what equated wealth back then and um, success. But now in order for you to be successful, you got to have a pair of Jordans on. You got to have right. some Balenciagas. I think that's what they're called. You got to have some Gucci. In our community, that's, it is. That's the facade. That's the facade. Exactly. So, it's, a, it's a facade. That's that's the, that's the because you see people in debt wearing those clothes. So, and, and all that's that. That's right? People in debt are doing that. They're doing that to showcase that they have it, but they really don't. What I do, I, I don't, I'm a very, uh, interesting individual i will i will spend my cash on things that i feel valued that bring value to me one thing that doesn't though are clothes i kind of turned away from it because when i noticed that the billionaires their whole getup costs less than a hundred dollars right right billionaires wearing fifty dollars worth of clothes so that i was like something's they're putting their monies towards something else and that's not what they wear (laughs) so I, I right. looked into that right. and I thought that was interesting. Or, or 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 how about this? I don't know if you guys remember when the uniform system first came out, um, when we was at Sheridan Elementary. They they brought this the uniform system to the school system because there were a lot of children being teased because they couldn't afford the Nikes, the Felis, and uh uh whatever other shoe was popular in that time frame. Oh, what was it called? The uh, what was that? He was a rapper, the Penny Penny Hardaway. Uh, they can't afford those type of shoes. Yes, and their clothes may have not been designer, or it might have been a little bit cheaper. Might have been from the Goodwill. So Mm -hmm. they came up with the uniform system to make all children look alike, so that we could not separate each other by wealth. We couldn't say, oh, you got more to me and you have left less to me because we all look alike. We all dressed alike. So they try to take that aspect out of it. But then they broke. They wanted to break the rules. We're not going to make them wear mandatory shoes. We're going to let them wear whatever shoes they want. Bam. Yep. Shoes were a big factor it. in the 90s. Mm-hmm. People were getting killed over Jordans. This is ha- this has been a tale that's been so long. Like It's it's just a, mm-hmm. a long tale, okay, since the 90s. I can't even get my words together right because I'm so fired up about this story and I'm just so right. ashamed of our black community and the black men that did this because it was jury. We're killing each other over material things. And then they say, <laughs> oh, there's always a white person holding. No, you're holding yourself back. The oh, I've been that trying you- to say that, the mentality for years. I've been saying that the mentality needs to change. People have to take a take a look at why or why am I in this situation? Like the the accountability needs to come into place, and the right. victim playing needs to stop. And I've been saying that right, right, really and does. and and also we need to stop highlighting all these 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 frauds, these men. We have so many black men who say they represent the black community. They do not represent the black community. What they want to do is they want to step foot in the black community. And for the black people in the community who don't have what they have, they want to stunt. They want to come say, look what I have. I built this wealth. I did this. I did that. But they 
don't really want to reach out a hand and help these young men and let them know, listen, all these all these rappers who got all these grills and they wearing all these chains, take it off. Take it off. Show these young men that you are more than a chain. You are more than a grill. Let them know that education is key. You getting an education and you going out into that world and you putting your best foot forward, you will succeed if you do not quit. Because they 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 don't share the story of I had a, a mixtape after mixtape after mis mixtape and it failed and failed and failed and bam somebody heard this mixtape and this and I was on it didn't oh, take no grill yep. for me to get there it didn't take no yep, big yep. change for me to get there they made it yep, before all, that also another thing they don't talk about is like a lot about half of those rappers are Julian Arts graduates yes so it's like. Tupac went to the school of Julian Arts. He's a very, uh, very intelligent person, poetic. What happened is he got with Suge, and Suge changed his whole personality. Because dude was with Digital Underground before he became a solo artist. Yes, the Humpty Dance, Humpty something. And he was singing. He he sings. He was singing all around the world. He sings the hook. And I never knew that was him until um, um, Digital Underground died. No, I found out when I watched the movie because they fe- they were featured in a movie um, with Chevy Chase. And Dan yes, Astro. oh yes, the one with the, when they was trying to escape that weird yeah. world. I mm-hmm. love that movie. I yes, what it's called uh, Nothing But Trouble. I think it's called. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's called Nothing But Trouble by Chevy Chase. It's a 1991 film. Digital Underground is featured, and they they actually debut that song all around the world. That's how yes. that song came out was in the theater but i saw tupac there and i was like "Ah, that's tupac and i started cracking up because i had uh, strictly (laughs) from my niggas in there and i was like what the hell is what am i doing like why is he singing he's a gangster rapper so i i kind of thought that was uh very interesting and and like he it's not it's not only um him there's other rappers that actually um have degrees and and p diddy's got a a master's degree in business. Mm, so educate mm-hmm. a lot of people that they, they, they push the gangster rap. It's like they're very um, educated. The only, the only, there's a very few that didn't have a, a formal education. Wu-Tang Clan. Right. Method Man has formal education. Method Man don't. I mean, uh, Red Man doesn't. Uh, but RZA got a formal education. Ghostface Killer got a formal education. Because they all was like, okay, we're going to get ourselves. We're going to invest mm-hmm. in ourselves. The only one, rest in peace, ODB. That dude was cashing welfare checks right. on live television. Oh, I love that dude. Oh, but, <laughs> yeah. I could talk about that for hours, but we're 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 nearing our 30 minute mark. And I really just wanna um kind of just really want to go through it and re-highlight and reiterate and reiterate on what I was trying to say. I am not trying to tear down the black community. I love the black community. The black community, I'm black. That is my home. But we have to do better. And we can't keep on blaming everyone else's else for our decisions. We can't say it was the white man's fault that, that those boys went and robbed that boy for his chain. That is a no, sir. That is a no, sir. There are many jobs out here hiring right now. The problem is people want things instantly. I people have to look at things like this. This is why I don't steal and I never did steal. I can't take satisfaction 
and taken from someone else. That's like me going to someone's home and stealing their t- TV and planting it on my wall. And then me sitting with my feet kicked back and relaxing and watching that TV. I didn't earn that. How can I be okay watching something that I didn't put hard work in to get? Anything that I have, I like to look at it and be like, you know what? I did that. I love that I was able to do that. I cannot sit comfortably and take from someone else and then be like, oh, yeah, I'm winning. I'm winning. You are not winning. It's only a matter of time before you meet your demise or yeah. karma gets you or we don't know what you have done. It's going to um, trickle back down to your family. Think about these right. things before you do it. A life is worth more than a piece of jewelry. You cannot take diamonds into heaven. You can't take them into hell. Okay, they yeah can't eat them. They're not substance. Okay, there is nothing that diamonds and chains can do for you. If you think about it, say I can pawn them for some money. You stealing? You most likely gonna go to jail. And then what are those diamonds gonna do for you while you're sitting in jail? They're not gonna pay your rent. Not gonna pay your mortgage. Not gonna feed your children. Not gonna take care of your mama. Not gonna take care of your sick granny. Not gonna put money on your commissary. Let's change Uh, change the mindset, guys. That's pretty much let's let's just get the community involved in like knowing that education is key and building yourself into a better uh, situation for your future. You know, think about not now, but think about what's going to happen tomorrow. Right. And um, be aware. Be aware of your surroundings, ladies, gentlemen. I don't care if you feel like you've been from, I'm going to say Youngstown because I'm from Youngstown. I don't care if you say I was born, bred, and raised on the Youngstown South Side. Everybody know me. You never know no one's intention for you. You have to protect yourself at all times. And what I mean by that is if you have to remove yourself from the danger area, remove yourself. Because sometimes if if you're from a place like where I'm from and people don't have the mindset to change, you can't go back in there and change them. You can lecture them, give them as much information as you want to, but it takes for them to reach the point of I am tired for them to change. And don't put yourself, look at this young Dolph, young Dolph shopping for cookies, get like in his hood, in his home. Black people, we can't say that we're safe in our neighborhoods. White people feel so safe to jog down their streets. Because they know their neighbor is not coveting what they have. We have to do better. We can't covet what someone else has. We have to go out there and work hard for it. But I'm going to wrap this up because Lord knows this really, really touched me. And I was really just so sad to see this young man life just gone so soon. And it wasn't the end for him. It was the beginning for him. He was starting his journey. He had more fame. He was just enjoying his life. He just wanted to have a normal life. He put in his work. He did what he was supposed to do. He did not deserve to die like that. And to his girlfriend, I am so sorry for your loss. We will be praying for you. We'll keep you in our thoughts because I can't even imagine the trauma that she must feel to lose the man that she loves in front of her. Scarface. Yeah, that's right. Scarface. Wow. Just sad. Mm-hmm. That's yep. Well, guys, um, be best. I want to thank you for getting on because you know what? This is not our normal time. Um, not at all. But I appreciate you. Uh, guys, 
please check us out at 9.45 tonight. We will be back on at 9.45 p.m. tonight to talk yeah. about the young lady, Piper. Um, um, Piper, she's a 17-year-old woman, well, young woman, who has to pay $150,000 in restitution to her abuser's family. And um, I am just shocked that, is that this is Man. even a thing. This I'm was horrified and actually heard in like had witnesses and testimony and yes and did this this wow Antonia like, Brown <laughs> all over again but we're gonna cover that story tonight at 9:45 p.m. on um, YouTube at the Lauren Hour Podcast with Laura Dannon and also check us out on Facebook the Lauren Hour Podcast with Laura Dannon guys please don't um, forget to like share and subscribe to our channel we would totally appreciate the support you guys be safe uh, one love take care of each other y'all tomorrow's not promised take care nope. of each other and we're out yep. bye guys <laughs>